0: Welcome to Small Business, Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Chris Jacobson is the founder of Slice, a full-service marketing agency based in Hull. Networking helped Chris get his business off the ground when he started out six years ago. And if you want to know what hunger in paradise is all about, then keep listening. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest, Chris.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: So, Chris, you're the founder of Slice Marketing, which is based in Hull. How did you get into marketing in the first place? What's your background?
1: Uh, So I I studied journalism at university um, and when I graduated, it was... It was kind of hard, uh, the, the height of the recession, yeah. um, and I studied print journalism, so it was an industry that was that was shrinking quite yeah. badly as well at the time. So I kind of um, I realised I sort of probably had to, to uh, adapt quite quickly. There was um, I something ridiculous, like 100 applications for every every job vacancy or whatever at that point. So yeah, yeah I realised I had to, uh, to adapt. Um, so just before I graduated, I went and worked in a marketing department in London, and um, did an internship down there. Uh, enjoyed that. Um, that was that was really good. So that kind of gave me a bit of a platform, I suppose, into into marketing in mm. a wider sense. Um, from there, I, I worked at a couple of agencies, but the the first sort of proper job, the, the kind of the big job, if you like, that I, that I got was at a PR agency. Um, based just outside of London, but did, but did a lot of work um, in London and with national and international brands. Um, so that was that was quite exciting, and I guess that was. That was kind of where I pushed off from, really. There and, and um, had a couple of jobs at other agencies um, from that point. Um, and as anyone who's who's worked in a small agency will know, it's uh, you have to be a bit of a jack of all trades, really. Yeah. You kind of have to have uh, have your finger on the pulse and, and have have sort of several disciplines that you can that you can operate in. So um, so yeah, as as I as I got more experienced and, and worked in several other jobs, um, I started to develop. A kind of more rounded skill set I suppose mm. um, and then yeah after, after a while I was I'd always kind of been keen to to start my own business but I guess it had always been a bit of a um, I, I don't actually know how to do it how to yeah. go about doing that um, so I, yeah just just having worked in small agencies and worked closely with other owners and, and um, I always think kind of people who work it in marketing have a, have a good understanding of how business runs anyway because they need to um, so yeah I, I developed those those um, further skills if you like and, and then yeah decided to, to give it a go myself um about sort of six years ago I started now. Um, and yeah, I haven't, I haven't really looked back.
0: So at what point did you come back to the Hull area after being in London?
1: Yeah so I didn't spend ages in London. Um it was probably uh, about sort of two or three years I think mm. after graduating. So I was kind of at mid-twenties when I when I came back to Hull. Um, worked for a couple of agencies around here for a few more years. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, about six years ago, I, I started this.
0: And so how has your business grown in those last six years?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's, but I, was, I was quite lucky in so much as the, the, the first day that I went, so I started freelance rather than um, a business, strictly speaking. Um, and, the, and the first day that I went freelance, I managed to, to land a decent client. And um, so right from day one I knew that kind of at least the bills are paid <laughs> at <Yeah>. least I'm, <laughs> at least I'm covering my my basis so yeah that, that was quite good and um, it, it was a very very small um operation to start with deliberately so um, obviously wanted to keep overheads down and that sort of stuff so i was just working um, from a laptop which is the beauty of of, of this type of yeah. of industry i didn't have to go out and and buy loads of expensive machinery or, or materials yeah. to, to be able to do the job um, it was just me and a laptop um, and, and it grew from there um, so yeah so th- yeah that, that was how i started J- sort of jumped into it from there it, it was relatively easy and um, Uh, and and yeah having a client there wasn't any there wasn't kind of an endless period of of month after month where I I wasn't making loads of money or or not making any money at all it was it was quite good they were were a good client from from the start
0: so how many how many people work at your your agency now
1: Uh, so there's four of us at the moment um, and we're just looking to to hopefully we've got a few few contracts out that are looking fairly uh, fairly promising so if those come off we'll be looking to to probably get on a, on a couple more, um, so it's it's growing quite well at the moment.
0: Brilliant! And what kind of businesses do you work with?
1: So we work with a range of businesses. We've we've got um, we're Hull based and we're, we're kind of we're quite proud to be Hull based. But there's only a few Hull companies really that we work with, um, and a lot of the Hull companies we work with are, are, are national. Um, or at least regional anyway. So we've, uh, we've got a couple of clients in Scotland and some that's stretched right down to, um, to the South Coast. So we've only got a couple in, the, in those mm. areas. That, that's quite a, an extreme way of looking at it. Um, but, um, but yes, uh, and in terms of type of the companies we work with, um, again, it's, it's quite a broad range. We've got a few public sector clients. Uh, there's some restaurants, there's some student-focused companies. Um, some property uh, rental uh, companies um, some other companies that are a bit more niche mm. um, so yeah it's quite good there's, there's quite a range which keeps it exciting and, mm. and um, yeah keeps it a bit broad what, what we find is if we if we focus on one particular area um, then it, it's great you develop a really strong understanding there. Um, But you can end up with quite a lot of conflicts. Obviously, we couldn't work with two companies that are doing the same thing or selling the same product, so it can narrow your horizons a little bit. But I I do think um, niche is the way forward. Um, But we try and niche ourselves down in in kind of how we work with our clients and what we do for them rather than a a specific sector.
0: Yeah. And so what what kind of um, services do do you offer your clients?
1: Um, So we're full service, so it covers everything from clients who want a rebrand, uh, want some social media management? Want a website, uh, copywriting, advertising. Um, so even though we're a small team, we've we've got sort of quite a good skill set between us. Um, and as I said at the top, if you're working in a small agency, you've got to be a jack of all trades. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Quite a lot of the, the people who work for us have a specialism, but but then have a, a sort of secondary or, or tertiary um, skill set as well. So so that's quite good. Um, so yeah, it's full service, and, and we cover the, the full breadth of Of things and we kind of do most of the things you'd expect a a marketing agency to do
0: um do you have any particular favorite projects that you've worked on um
1: it's difficult to say a favorite one Uh, i can't show any favoritism in case anyone any of them are listening (laughs) uh, I, i enjoy the um what i really enjoy doing is kind of um when clients come to us, either new clients who are starting up a new project or a new business, or um, sometimes it can be companies who have might have been running for, for quite a long time, but say actually we we think our brands have become a little bit stale. So mm-hmm. what I, what I, uh, what we enjoy doing is, is kind of getting a project that we can really kind of get our teeth into, um, and clients who um, who really kind of come to us for our advice. We try and stay away from those clients who are just looking for a single um, a single channel, a single element. Um, and what we focus on, this is this is kind of where we niche ourselves a little bit, is, is clients who want us to, um, as I said, come to us for our expertise, but but they want us to look at their the whole marketing strategy, the, the way their the brand works, the way that it sits within the, the market at mm. the moment, the, um, uh, sort of a, a SWOT analysis, I, I suppose I would yeah. say, where where the, where the strengths are and where the weaknesses are and, and their opportunities, um, and, um, and, and really kind of getting involved. So we're doing it for a, for a couple of clients at the moment. Um, so building brands for them um, or a brand refresh, um, and kind of saying, look, here's what you've done, uh, but here's what you should be doing. And a big kind of principle of what what we do uh, when we work with our clients is is a concept called uh, creating hunger in paradise, which possibly you you might have come across. It's not something we've uh, we've invented, mm. but essentially what what it means is. Um, you may you may look at everything at the moment and say yeah it's going great it's going fine but but you can't rest on that you have to you have to, to create that hunger even though things are going well there has to be that desire and, and that that drive to improve um, so the the best example that the kind of famous example is um, is the iPhone um, so so mm-hmm. prior to that kind of Nokia and BlackBerry where uh, market leaders
0: yeah but their
1: handsets were were very different to what what I, uh, the iPhone is. Um, And famously, kind of Steve Jobs gave Tim Ives uh, a really short time frame and he said, We want you to develop a phone, it can only have two buttons, um, and you've only got, I think it was about a month to do it in or whatever. Uh, And obviously, in that time, they developed the iPhone, um, but of course. uh, uh, I've, uh, Apple had loads of money and loads of time potentially that they could have thrown a bit but but they, they created that hunger mm. um, which produced a, a groundbreaking product that, that left the market behind sort of thing so that's what we try and do to, to our clients and say look we, yeah you may be able to rely on your, your existing customers and things may be working as they are but but what if that was to, to disappear yeah
0: yeah, and and talking of brand, I know this is something that you've written about on on LinkedIn. So I was reading your post yesterday. So what what is a brand? Because as as you've said in your post, it's not just a logo and, and colours, is it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So all the clients we work with, the the first stage that, that we that we um, that we kind of properly when they properly engage us is we deliver something called a marketing lab, which is um, a bit of a workshop we've developed ourselves over. Um. Well, over the past decade or so, I've been working in marketing, really, um, uh, and what we do is kind of sit down with them and, and develop um, uh, a voice, kind of what they want their brand to portray, what they want the culture to be, the, the type of clients they're going after, uh, what, what does an, an ideal customer look like? Because um, yeah, as you say, when, when we talk about brand, a lot of customers just think it's kind of having a nice, a nice, pretty logo and, and some colours, but it's much more than that. If you mm. if you think of uh, a Nike swoosh or a coca-cola logo or whatever yes it's instantly recognizable because of the colors and because of typeface and all that sort of stuff um but when you mention those brands it it, it, it creates a feeling in certain people um, mm. almost instantaneously sometimes it can be negative <laughs> so you have yeah. to you have to manage a brand um effectively i suppose uh, and i guess that's where we come in in developing an effective brand but yeah it's much more than than um, um than, than just a logo and um, people talk about creating fans which is really really hard to do i think there's probably only a handful of brands in in the world that, that actually have fans or a tribe or, or whatever that mm. um people talk about a lot of, a lot of brands have customers and obviously you need those to to make your profit and loss um but but customers who will kind of go with you anywhere who will only buy your product is, is really really difficult to to achieve and, and that's kind of the pinnacle of a of a brand that we're, that we're looking to achieve
0: yeah so let us talk a bit about networking now then. How how do you use networking in, in your business?
1: Yeah, so when I certainly when I started, um the the um the the kind of stereotypical view of networking was was definitely what I le- leapt into and, and was going to all the kind of breakfast networking groups, um lunch networking groups, evening networking groups and, and all the various formats, whether it's a, 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 a much more sort of formal and measured form of networking, where you're expected to, to bring referrals and guests mm-hmm. every, every week. Um, to those kind of more informal sessions, where it might be a pint in an evening over a pub with, with other business leaders. Um, so yeah, it was it was really sort of fundamental for me when I when I started to, to get out there and get a network because I hadn't moved back to the area, um, for for that long. Been back in the area for for that long to establish kind of really deep rooted. Connections, Mm -hmm. so that was a great way to get out and meet other people and other business business owners. Um, So that was really good. But just in in terms of networking, every day, um, even if it's not in an official networking format, just meeting people, having conversations with people, um, speaking with existing clients, they're always a great referral network for us, Mm -hmm. passing us on to to their network. Um, So yeah, networking is really important in terms of. not only getting business, but a good, reliable uh, network of suppliers as well, which is, is really important.
0: Yeah. And so what, what kind of networking do, do you prefer? Is is it the more informal settings?
1: Um, I think it's a difficult one to answer. So I kind of, as I said, I threw, really threw myself into it um, when I very first started and did it for... A sort a of fairly chunky period of time for, for over a course of a, of a few years i probably got a bit of network fatigue I was, <laughs> I was tired, a bit tired of by the end of it um and i got quite involved in those network groups themselves you know in terms of organizing and that sort of stuff mm. so it took up quite a lot of time so i did take a, a bit of time out of networking um um but in terms of the, the best um the best format you know i, I think there's there's some good stuff having an accountability accountability to each other is important yeah. um, to, to bring those actual results because regardless of, of what type of networking you like to do, really you're doing it because you want to generate more business and, and generate more sales. Um, so those those f- um, formulated networking groups can be useful um, and, and can bring quicker results. But also I think it's good to, to get to know people as well. Um, yeah. so people buy from people is a bit of a cliche, but Um, I always think having a pint with someone in a less formal setting is, is a good way to get to know them.
0: Yeah, you often find out that you've got all sorts of things in common that you maybe had no idea about.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or, or even if you don't have something in common, it's a conversation point that you can, it's an interest interest point, And, you know, when, when people take an interest in you, that that means something. And you remember much, much better for asking how the kids were or the football team got on or whatever yeah. it might be than, than just sort of, oh, I remember he does marketing. You know, you remember, oh, yeah. he took an interest in me. So, yeah, definitely, definitely agree with the um, social side of it.
0: Yeah. So what, what advice would you give to somebody who um, is in the p- position that you were six years ago and you're just starting out with a brand new business? How, how should they approach networking?
1: Um, I think um, softer, the softer approach is probably the best approach. Um, kind of go in and make sure that you, you create those connections rather than just, just trying to make a sale straight away because I, th- I think yeah. people can see through that very quickly and yep. easily. Um, we've all been to those networking groups where someone goes around and hands out a business card yeah. to every single person and gives them a 30 second pitch and then they're on to the next one and a 30 second pitch and yeah, that, that's all quite transparent so yeah, to, building those relationships is definitely important um, um, which in the uh, the new normal as we as we call mm. it a lot, a lot of people hate that term but you, a lot of the networking is going online so it's even harder to, to make those connections and make those relationships um, so, so going out and, and having that coffee or pint or whatever it might be with someone is is going to be even more important. I think to uh, going yeah. forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, what about you? Online networks such as LinkedIn. I know that's something that that you make use of.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really important um, uh, networking tool for us. We've we've got um, a pretty tight sort of sales system on on that that we use at the moment. Um, in terms of networking, inboxing people. Um, again, anyone who's on LinkedIn will be more than familiar with those cold calling uh, messages that pop up, so, you know, even though they appear to sound friendly, you know, hey, how's it going? All that sort of stuff. Um So, yeah, so using LinkedIn, again, I, 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 to make those actual value, con- valuable connections and, and adding value to them rather than just trying to take value for yourself is, is really important. Um you know, uh, there's 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 loads of people on there that, that are trying to sell. So, so differentiating yourself is, is really important. And actually, LinkedIn, from a, a marketing sort of social media point of view, LinkedIn is, is really trying to push itself at the moment. It has a, a huge number of users, but actually, not many of them are very active. So, it's, mm. it's giving it's really trying to drive active users on its platform. So, if you are an active user at the moment, um, it, it it's giving you a, a really good platform to uh, to market to people. Um, and that doesn't just mean sending, um, you know, spamming people with yeah. hundred inbox messages or whatever. It's um, it, it's putting real value. <clears throat> excuse me, real value on your timeline. Yeah. And engaging with those with those people and, and kind of understanding about who, who are my connections are, who do I want my connections to be on LinkedIn and, and what are they interested in? How can I actually give them something rather than rather than just um, looking to take from from this platform?
0: Yeah. So how do you deal with those spammy connections? You know, somebody connects with you and then they immediately send you a sales message. What what, what do you do with those? <laughs>
1: ignore them 99% of the time because uh yeah as I said that this you know if, if I've never really spoken to someone um i never spoken to them especially if they're not kind of in my industry or, or in my geographic area or whatever um you know you think well, well why are you getting in touch with me you're clearly just trying to make a sale and you haven't even you haven't even taken any time to understand what my needs are or, or what my um you know, what my requirements are, or you, you might have just seen from my, my quick bio on LinkedIn that I, I work in marketing, I'm a business owner or whatever, but you haven't taken any any real interest in the um, in, in what my needs might be. As I said, so so yeah, so most of the time I know that it's just it, it's not going to be relevant to me. Yeah, um, and, and don't get me wrong, when we send stuff out, you know, we, we do send direct messages, um, and sometimes they get ignored, and, and that's fine. But we try to to um, We would never ever just add someone and then message them. There's always a a process we go through to make sure we understand them and actually are they right for us and and is there a way we can help them, Um, which is why we have a a relatively good success rate on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah. So that that kind of spammy outreach that we've just been talking about is obviously a marketing mistake that people are making. Mm. What other kinds of marketing mistakes do you see people making? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well I know you said we've got 20 minutes for this at the start so we might have to, uh, <laughs> to extend that but no, in terms of what, there's, there's there's quite a lot of marketing mistakes I think um, one of the big ones I see at the moment um, I see a few agencies do it to be honest is is kind of mis- mistaking what disruption is um, in, in the market and they, they think it's just going in and kind of being offensive or shouting really loudly mm. um, swearing is, is kind of a big one that, that people think is because um, I'm getting attention it's it must be good intention uh, good attention rather um and don't get me wrong there's, there's a place for that and some brands do it quite well and um I mean there was there was it's quite an old example now but remember when KFC changed their yeah. uh, the couriers or the chicken suppliers I can't remember what it was and, and obviously the restaurants were were left without um without chicken yeah. which is pretty pretty fundamental when you're a, a fried chicken restaurant um and obviously they, then they did, a, they, they rearranged the letters of KFC. I'm sure you can work out where <laughs> yeah. this is going. But, um, and, and ran an ad campaign sort of saying, whoops, sub, we're very sorry. So that, that's quite a, a disruptive campaign and that's been clever and and, um, and obviously it appeals to a, to a wide part of, of their audience and the people who are going, Buy from KFC restaurants, so that that's a good example. But just using all swear words in your marketing isn't isn't going to just throwing them in randomly isn't going to kind of kind of help. So, yeah, yeah that, that disruptive side of stuff is is a lot of, of what I see. Social media, um, and quite you know people being far too salesy on social media. Um, you, you've got to again, you've got to offer your audience some value, and, and what that value is depends on your audience. Um, so take time to understand who they are and what they want. And listen to what they're saying. Listen for key words. Listen to um, <clears throat> key people in that sector and, and see what they're talking about, and, and then you can start to develop a message. If you just go out straight away and say, "I'm selling this," then people aren't going to be interested. I always sort of um, <laughs> maybe this is saying more about me that I've, I keep referencing pints in the pub and the stuff, But <laughs> I always think uh, if you're on. Let's say Facebook, for example. Think of the Facebook platform as the equivalent of a pub. And if you were to walk into a pub and, and start saying, I've got this to tell you and come and talk to me, I'm really interested, the, the chances are everyone would shift away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one would be interested in sitting with you. Whereas if you were to go into the pub and, and start listening to, to what people were saying and, and get involved in the conversation, and, and then people would start saying, well, tell me a bit about you. And then yes. once, you've, once you've got that... Um, that sort of buy and then, then people are interested and they're listening so it's, it's a much more effective way of going about it
0: yeah definitely so what what's in the pipeline for slice what future plans do you have for your your agency
1: so growth is the main um, priority for us at the moment um we're, we're really looking to um to do that we've got a couple of, of decent projects in the pipeline which will hopefully um will hopefully help facilitate that so yeah we're, we're always looking to to keep moving forward and grow work with bigger companies work with Exciting brands, um, expand the team, um, diversifying what we do. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite an exciting time, really. Kind of coming out of lockdown, a lot of a lot of companies are looking to revisit the marketing mm-hmm. um, and maybe change change the way that they're going about it. A few of them have, have, um, have been on the wrong end of that hunger in paradise principle that, that I mentioned a while ago, and i um, have had to change what they've done because customers have gone elsewhere. Um, Again, you know, you look at Skype, a huge, huge example of probably the, the, the leading video conferencing platform going into lockdown, um, but just didn't, didn't innovate and were being yeah. overtaken by by Zoom. Um, so, yeah, a lot of companies kind of um, coming off the back of that kind of thinking, well, actually, yeah, we, we need to do something a little bit differently you now.
0: Yeah. And just finally, then, if people are interested in either working for you or having you work for them, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, So we've got a website of course, slice.marketing, that's just slice.marketing, there's not .com or .co.uk, anything at the end of it, as some people do, Um, so yeah, just um, have a look on the website, have a look around, it should give you a good idea of who we are and what we do, or you can find us on all the usual social media channels at Slice Hull, um, or if you want to get in touch, um, find out a bit more information, maybe set up a meeting or whatever, you can email us at hi at slice.marketing.com.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you very much and the best of luck for the future. No
1: problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.